Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So, whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Today, we get to talk to Mary Beth Penna. She is teaching fully virtually this year, and she shares so many strategies that she uses to engage with and connect with her students and parents. Now, what do YouTube among us and a middle schooler mindset have in common? Well, they're all tools and ways that Mary Beth Penna, a seventh grade English and language arts teacher, is using to engage her students and parents alike. Now, have you been worried about the mental health of your students? Mary Beth also shares ways that she's using to combat isolation and to check in on her students on a regular basis. So let's meet Mary Beth Penna. My name is Mary Beth Penna. I've been in education for 19 years, and I have uh, my background is actually my bachelor's is in art history and music. And uh, then I went in, I don't know, I worked in an art gallery, but I don't know, it wasn't really my thing. Uh, I liked it, but I kept thinking about how can we get kids to the art gallery? And um, it didn't really go over well with my boss, so I decided to go get my master's in elementary ed. And I went, um, in, I'm from New York originally. I went to Molloy College on Long Island, New York. And um, I don't know, I got all A's and I just found my calling. I was just like, wow, I'm meant to be a teacher. This is great. Um, I'm certified English six through eight, but I'm also pre-K all the way up to eight now. And I'm gifted and talented indoors. And I've taught everything from kindergarten to self-contained um, ESOL in New York City grade second, fourth, fifth, and drama, sixth or eight, and a middle school setting. And I've also taught at Coastal Carolina University. I taught undergraduates classroom management. A mom of an 11-year-old who just started sixth grade, he's virtual for his first year in middle school. And uh, my husband and I are both teachers. So. so are you teaching virtually this year? I am teaching virtually full-time, thankfully, my district has allowed us to uh, apply for that, and I did get it. Uh, so both my husband and I are both fully virtual, and I am teaching English language arts seventh grade, which so I've never taught before, so it's exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is something, a whole new grade level. Um, so what are ways that you are building community um, with your students virtually? I know I know. sometimes in my classroom, I see, um, I don't get to see their faces. I just see their their icons. But what are ways that you're bringing in community to your classroom? Well, what I try to do is I have a lot of Google Forms um, that go out. I'm not going to say they're weekly. It's I feel like when I'm not getting as much engagement, uh, online because we have an online uh, learning management system so I can see who how many people have logged in and that's when I'll send uh, a check-in so it'll just be like you know how are you feeling today scale of like one to ten and then anything they want to share with me and um, I've really wow I've really learned a lot about these children who I don't wouldn't normally um, 
I mean, yes, you would in the classroom, but I wouldn't normally virtually because, yes, they do hide behind kind of like their icons and their bitmojis on Google Meets. So it is kind of hard to um, really get to know their personality. I also give weekly emails, um, you know, and I try to call them, if, especially if I have their their cell phone number, if they've given that to me. I like to call them or text them using my Google Voice phone number. You know, just, hey, how are you doing? Send them a little, you know, bitmoji like, we can do this if like they're not you know, their, their scores aren't really where they want them to be. I do try to meet with them uh, privately, like Google meets, um, one-on-one if they need help or, and a lot of times it's really just for like a mental health. I'll say it's for something else, but I feel, uh, based on the, what I get in the Google form. Mm -hmm. Uh, for instance, I had a child a few weeks ago, I sent it out and he said that he was really having a tough time because, um, he actually had just gone through two of his cousins were actually uh, killed. And mm-hmm. I did not know this until I sent out that, that Google form, the check-in, mm-hmm. like a mental health check-in. So, wow. I mean, I called him right away cause it was during, you know, during the day. So I could call him and I just was, you know, Hey, I saw, saw what you wrote and thank you so much for sharing with me, but I really wanted to kind of get him the help he needed. So then this way I asked for his permission. Um, if I could share it with his base school's guidance counselor, he said that would be great because he really needed some some help. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that that, I mean, that is very, very critical nowadays, mm-hmm. um, especially those of us, whether you're distance learning, virtual, whatever you want to call it, we need to check in with these kids because we can't assume that there's a parent or anyone there that's checking in on them, especially their mental health. So it sounds like these check-ins that you do every so often, and you're, you're saying it's sort of a simple Google form that you send out that just kind of ask them, how are they doing right now? Or maybe they rate, do they rate themselves on sort of a one to five scale? And then do you reach out to those that look like um, there might be something going on that you need to follow up on? Yes. Um, I found something on Teachers Pay Teachers because I have my own Teachers Pay Teachers, so I'm always on there. Mm-hmm. And I found a really great one and it was free, which is even better. So I downloaded it and just kind of made it my own. And it's just like, um, it's an actual one to 10 scale. So it's just more like, I'm struggling, please reach out to me, which would Mm -hmm. be like the worst. Or, hey, I'm doing fine. You know, thanks for the check-in. But I also have like that short answer portion where, is there anything you'd like to share with me? And sometimes it's just as simple as, oh, my mom had a baby, which I wouldn't have, I didn't know. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah, I'm going to see my friend this afternoon. Something like that. And and what I found also is, um, just going back to a positive is one of the girls was like, thank you so much. I really needed this. I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not just saying this. They really said this. Thank you so much. I really needed this. I needed someone to talk to. I don't like being new because I found out that she had just moved here from, from Maryland out of state to South Carolina and she didn't know anyone. And she's, you know, living in an apartment, waiting for a house to be built. So she was feeling really lonely. And that little check-in really gave a little bit of a positive light to her. And um, so what I always do is I, those that do fill it out, I'm hoping every kid, but I can't really reach everyone. I try, but those that do, whether it's positive, negative, or they they say they need me or they don't, I always write them an email just Mm -hmm. so that they know that I read it. You know, thanks so much for participating because we all like to to say, Hey, thank you. know, we like that pat on the back. Thank you for doing what I asked you to do. But Mm -hmm. also, um, just like the story with the boy, I, that was the one that I actually got on the phone and called him directly. 
So I, I just kind of feel it out that way. And again, mm-hmm. I don't do it weekly only because I have my weekly meets Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. But for those that could be struggling, that's when um, I give that out when I, I haven't heard from them for a while. Yeah, that is. Then that's also sort of lovely about the meets is I've noticed that as well, that students, um, I think, really just crave interaction um, because uh, many of them are home by themselves. um, And, you know, I'm sure their parents have perhaps instructed them to stay in the house. And and they're looking for that connection that they might um, have if they were in school. Um, Because as we know, school is is a very social place. Um, It is where uh, you know, kids learn to uh, be a good friend. They learn um, different social groups. They learn so much more than just the academics that we are teaching them. So I was also curious about your virtual meetings. You were saying that you have Google Meets um, twice a week. And what are some ways that you are engaging your students at these virtual meetings? As I said before, I mean, I do a lot of things that are engaging, but I don't, I see all their icons and so many times I just want to see their faces. Um, So what have you found that's helped them to sort of engage in your needs? Okay, well, um, going on, you know, one of your design touch tones, which is mindset and relationships. So to build that relationship um, virtually when these children, it's not that they've been in the class and now they're virtual for a few weeks, they don't know each other. So what I found is, First, they have to kind of get to know me, and I make my Google Meets kind of like a YouTube show. Um, I actually literally have a YouTube channel, but it's not really for a show particularly, mm-hmm. but um, I make it as if, because I since I have an 11-year-old and I try to have the mindset of a middle schooler, um, mm-hmm. they're going to, everything's about entertainment, whether the teacher, you know, thinks that that's great or not, we have to, it's all about the novelty and I'm trying to get them to come to the Google Meet, be excited, and then learn something, but maybe not realize that, that they are. So mm-hmm. the relationship part is they get to know me. You know, I show kind of like when I, one of the first meets that I did, I showed like who I was, where I lived. Um, I mean, not everything, obviously, but just like, right. you know, here's my backyard. This is my dog, that kind of thing. And that's when we showed each other's dogs and stuff. We kind of got that out of the way. Because that's really fun and exciting, but I don't want it every time at my meet, you know, because Mm -hmm. then um, it just becomes a free for all. So I had to, I knew that I had to kind of like get that out at the beginning, then go over the expectations. So on Monday mornings, um, that's kind of a quieter Mrs. Penna, um, because Monday mornings (laughs) at 8 a.m., I I can definitely do a show. I have, you know, a background in theater and singing and dancing, but. Monday mornings are just hard for everyone. So um, what I try to do, though, is I want the kids to come back week by week. I want to, I want them to be like, what is Mrs. Penna going to wear today? What is she going to do? What song are we going to learn? Can Are we going to play a game this week You know, or today? So I, the kids thrive on entertainment, especially now. So why not bank on it? So that's what I do. So I show my personality. I sometimes, like, I'll sing the instructions or... Um, anything to just get smiles on their faces, uh, if I do see them, uh, make them laugh is a win. Or if they write it in the chat, like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my goodness, like in the chat or like, oh, that's so cringy or whatever words they're using. I don't yeah. care. I'm doing it just to make sure that they're excited about it. That's my main focus is 
are the, do they know that I'm excited? And then I want to, even though I'm dorky and nerdy, they're excited too. Cause then they want to do the stuff that I'm going to ask them. Yes. So, yeah. So what I do after that is um, usually I have like, it's kind of, I kind of go old school and new school. So the way I've always done my lessons is I have, I don't do PowerPoints anymore, but I do have like, you know, little slideshows and it's based on what we're going to learn. I at, but I do embed a lot of um, vocabulary songs. I'm obsessed with flowcab ever since mm-hmm. it came out, since I've yeah. been teaching, you know, coming from New York, New York and everything is just flowcab that my kids, any kid that knows me knows that, that they're, you're going to hear one of those songs uh, every day. Uh, I usually, you know, pick a more intense idea and try to do it in bite-sized chunks for my kids. Mm. Uh, oftentimes, it'll just be like a Google slide. It doesn't have to be over the top. I mean, there's so many cool things out there that I see in the Twitterverse and I'm sure yeah. all of us see, but you know, that's, those are ideas and you don't have to use every possible piece of um, instructional technology. Something that, you know, cause to me slides, that's easier for me. Cause it's easy to click. It's easy to stop what I'm doing and it's just something simple. And then what I do is, um, I try to, uh, you know, I'll have like a brain pop or something else that I found in, you know, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I usually use the poll option in Google Meet so that they yeah. can, um, you know, I can ask them questions like, what was the main idea? Or to start in the morning, like, how are you feeling on the mm-hmm. scale of one to 10, 10 being this, um, anything like that, anything that's a novel idea. I don't use poll all the time because then it gets boring. Um so- it sounds like you show like on Monday, you said it sounds like you have two personas on Monday. You're more of a quieter Miss yeah. Penna. And then on Friday is, is, is party Miss Penna, I guess. Oh yeah. It's fun Friday. It's fun Friday. Fun yeah. Friday. There we go. And then it sounds like you're utilizing, um, you're not saying, okay, we don't have to use every single ed, ed tech um, possibility that's out there, but look for ways to bring games into your meet. Um, look for ways to make them fun. You're saying brain pop is one opportunity to do that. Um, maybe there's something that you're doing with a slide. If you feel comfortable, break out in song. Um, but also that flow vocabulary um, has a lot of songs already made. Oh, definitely. And um, on Fridays, um, since I, I call them fun Fridays, mm-hmm. and like uh, last Friday, I wanted to get them um, because a lot of them, I just had a feeling, even though we worked, I, I did have school, this is the week of um, winter break, but I did, we did have school Monday and Tuesday. So I knew I was going to miss some of the kids that my, I call them my regulars, that they're there the Monday morning and Friday afternoons, because I don't, um, I don't replicate. So whatever I'm doing Monday is, is totally different than Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I make it, I call it fun Friday because again, I'm trying to bank on that novelty it's not a cheap trick. It's just the way the world is now with these, with kids, especially middle schoolers. Um, a lot of them are kind of, you know, in quotes, forced to go to them, um, mm. but, they, but they're not very engaged. So, you know, breaking them down by, you know, my nerdiness and silliness, that definitely has helped. And, but not everyone has that personality, I understand. But yeah, I mean, I try to, fun Fridays, I play language arts vocabulary review games. Something as simple as Quizlet Live. It does work. It does work. But virtually, you could put them into groups, but it, sometimes it's a little hard to, um, so sometimes it's a little hard to put them into like a breakout room with that. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I've had to, I came up, uh, someone told me about Gim Kit. Yes. Um, and which I've heard of, but I don't, I, for some reason thought it was a science thing. I don't know. Cause there's so many things out there. It just sounds oh, there's like, lots of language art things in Gim Kit. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. So I found one and, yeah, that went perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just kind of zhuzhed it up a little bit with my personality, but it had all the words that we were using for our, the, the second module that we're in. And they have an among us option right now. And among us right now is the thing. Every kid knows it, whether they play it or not, they, they were really excited. So Friday, um, we played an among us gim kit language arts vocabulary game. And they kept begging. They were like, can we please keep playing? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I really wanted them to keep playing because I want them to know the words. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I have to get back to my slides. Did I know, but I'm just trying to kind of like when you're a parent, or you're a babysitter and you're trying to get a kid to eat their broccoli and they don't want to, you know, you make it like, like, oh no, you can't have it. It's just for me. And then they're like, wait, I want that. I want that yeah. broccoli. So that's really what I try to do. So the Among Us option in Gim Kit is awesome. They loved it. And we played, I think over an hour, way past what, <laughs> what my uh, Google Meet was. So it sounds like it's it's a little bit of sales going on yes. or or marketing. Oh, yes, <laughs> Um, to your kids in order to get them engaged. I'm curious about sort of the parent uh, teacher connection. Um, And I was curious about what are some ways that you're helping your parents um, because kids are home alone. How are you helping your parents navigate this virtual learning with their kids? Well, my YouTube channel is, is really the hub for students and parents and really other teachers. I like, I, I read aloud the lessons in the modules. So if a parent is working and let's say the child just didn't work that day, they can go into my YouTube channel playlist and have the thing read to us. Or they can go into emails. I give weekly emails and sometimes three times a week because I'm kind of an oversharer. But I always give like a playlist of this is what's this is what is due this week. This is what is past due. Here are important dates. And I always have um, as many links as possible to maybe if like, Let's say a couple of weeks ago, we were working on main idea. Now in seventh grade, people might think, oh, they know main idea. No, they don't. <laughs> you think they do, but it gets almost, it just gets more complex. So yes, they know yes. it, uh, but then they start confusing it with theme or whatever. So what I've had to do is kind of make sure parents are aware. That's, that's the main thing. Are they aware of the tools that is at, are at their fingertips as well as their children? Hmm. I also send out weekly, those weekly checklists, you know, highlighting what, what is due, when the Google meets are, Monday mornings at this time, Friday afternoons at this time. I send a lot of encouraging notes and awards. And I always, you know, I, I always say tag, but I, I, you know, I copy it to the parents so that they yeah. understand um, that, you know, this is, this is worthwhile. What they did is um, it's working, you know, um, and if someone needs a little nudge to get them going again, then, you know, I give it. Um, but I try to call the parents, um, at least every other week I I have 114 Mm -hmm. students. So sometimes it's, it can be rough to call that many people, but that's why I love Google voice. It's free for everybody and Mm -hmm. you can text them. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's the quickest way. So the parent engagement is really sending as many, not a thousand emails, but making the emails clear and succinct so that 
they know, oh, I can go back to that on Wednesday and say, wait, didn't you, it wasn't this due, Johnny? Didn't you do this? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, let's click this link and let's have it read to us. So now the parents feel, you know, I'm a support system. I'm not just kind of giving their kid work and then just being like, good luck, you know? So I'm trying to help the parents out as, as much because since I'm a parent as well, I mm -hmm. love that when teachers give me the checklist and they give me links because especially like math is not my strong suit. So mm -hmm. I definitely need those like Khan Academy links. I need those links. I need to know, you know, on a Friday night, if my child still doesn't get it, where can I go? So you're giving them sort of the, the resources that they need in order to have, um, add extra help for their kids. Yes, if need be. Yes. Yeah. So you know that our design touchstones are mindset and relationships, real world opportunities and critical and creative thinking. And what educators do you admire that embody either one or all of these touchstones? Um, well, I'm really, I've always um, followed John Spencer because he's really into design thinking. His book launch was just like eye opening to me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I've done something like this before, or there's mm -hmm. piece, pieces of so many, I mean, so many, I mean, you can name like thousands of people that all of us follow and love. Um, but mm -hmm. I, it really got me going back to, um, and like listening to his podcast, following him on Twitter, John Spencer, he really mm -hmm. got me back to go, it got me back to like my outside the box thinking. I am known mm -hmm. for that because I, I'm more of an artist type person. And since, you know, my, I can, you know, I'm like a singer and I was in drama for so long. I went to, um, you know, high school for, for theater arts and everything. I have that background. So, but sometimes it's not, it's kind of overlooked in mm -hmm. the educational world sometimes because people think I'm just a little bit batty and a little bit out there, but I'm doing it. But, you know, all of us have, our own take on things and the way that I do it. Um, it just was when, when I saw John Spencer and started listening to him, I'm like, wow, this is me. This is what I do. Workshop model, you know, incorporating inquiry, you know, uh, getting really getting into the mind of the students that I teach, not just like in the pedagogy of, of things because yeah, mm -hmm. all that stuff, but kids don't relate to that. I'm not going to be like, you know, you know, uh, Howard Gardner once said, I mean, <laughs> about that kids care about do you know what among us is how many brothers and sisters do you have oh I didn't know uh that your husband was a teacher you know things like that that's what kids want so yeah. in our every one of us has all this stuff in our arsenal who we actually are and we should you know feel like we can be a little vulnerable with mm -hmm. these kids because the world is so tough right now and it I, and it's just gotten, it's just getting more, I'll just say complex. I don't want to be, um, but it can be very difficult. So um, things like that, like people like that, like the design thinking, the, you know, the yeah. mindset is everything. And if you find, if the kids know that there's value in, let's say I'm teaching language arts right now, there mm -hmm. is value in that. Because even if they want to be YouTube sensations or whatever, you have to have good communication skills. You will have to learn how to read and you can't just have someone always force feeding you information. You're going to have to make your own choices. So yeah, main idea is definitely important, but I don't tell them it that way. You know, I kind of um, do it in a, uh, definitely in a more, like you said, like more of a, I, I don't want to say I'm a salesman, but I, I try to do things as if it's like advertising, 
like this yeah. is really cool guys you're gonna want to come to google meet you know for instance i'm um, just going back and i know you can edit this but going back um when i was going to play the among us game i said in my we have kind of an old school email system uh what we're using right now the tagline it just says who capitalized among us will be at the google meet so yeah. like, what you know and since you know uh, my husband and I both have sales backgrounds. We mm. didn't particularly like it, but man, it's coming into, it's coming into play now really, really be- so much more. Um, so anyway, I also really love Matt Miller. Um, he is the author of five books and he has a thing called ditch that textbook right mm. now. He has, like, he always has all these free PD sessions for anyone. If you're on Twitter, you just go on there and you just sign up for free. He gives you three free books with all these great templates and just really awesome ideas that do I use every one of them? No, but does it kind of excite me? Yeah, I'd love to use all of them. Does it? And it's really made me go back to say, you know what? These novel ideas and silly anecdotes and things like that. I'm not the only one doing that. There are tons of us as teachers that do this every day. At the university level, I did that as well as when I was in kindergarten. Uh, that I've just, you know, it translates to all levels. Um, and then finally, another person that I follow, she was actually my one of my favorite professors at Moy College. Her name is Dr. Andrea Honingsfeld, and she has written over twenty books, and it's all about uh, helping teachers like me in the field with ESOL students or ESOL students, as well as in-service uh, teachers that are almost there. And she's done really, really great way. Uh, she offers really real world ways to help language learners, especially in um, all the different climates that, because I mean, I feel like I've been teaching forever, but not in a bad way, but it really does. Since I started in 2001, life has, wow, really changed a lot. And yeah. teaching has really changed. So students will always, you know, a lot of people say, oh, students have changed. Uh, I don't think so. You know, we all know brain-wise that they're not really changing as much as the interests are different. And, mm-hmm. you know, because when I was in school, I had, I was totally untethered to any of my teachers. I, we didn't know them. They didn't know us. They just were kind of there. That's the way I felt anyway. I never made a connection until I was in ninth grade. Mm. And just, it just wasn't, school was not really my thing. Um, I knew how to do school and do it well, but I wasn't really in it to win it. I was just like, eh, whatever. So I always want to be a teacher that entices kids and says, guys, this is actually really exciting. And I'm going to tell you why it is, yeah. I guess, you know, cause that's being a constructivist teacher, you know, adapting the standards making them work even under constraints and just letting kids feel that inquiry on their own. Cause then they feel like it's more there, them, and they see the value. That's my main thing. Do you see the value in learning how to read, write, and, you know. So it's, and it sounds like your, your superpower is in engaging students. It's in seeing them for who they are, building those relationships, being yourself and then, you know, you don't want to say it's marketing, but it is, it's building this curiosity. So they're excited to learn what it is that you want to teach them. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but they do say that teaching is, um, a lot of it is theater. 
And I have a degree in, I mean, not a degree, but I have my high school diploma is really in theater. <laughs> so, you know, I went to school for theater. So uh, you don't have to be a dramatic person per se, or as loud and silly as me. Um, but if kids know that you care and you try to put a bitmoji in something, or you mm-hmm. try to, you know, maybe do one thing with Among Us, or even if it's like your background, kids are going to say, oh, they actually, this person actually does care. Um, but because they're trying to kind of get to know me as dorky as it seems to these kids or whatever, they're like, oh, they're trying. So yeah. I, you know, that's what I'm, I'm just always trying and I'm asking kids about what they like, what they don't like. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess it is, it is kind of a marketing, but at least I don't have, uh, there's no malice in it. No, <laughs> um, not at all. Uh, it's just really, please come to my Google meet. I'm here to teach you. I want, I really want to get to know you. And this way, you know, it actually, it really does work. Cause I, I've, I've seen it and I know a lot of people out there have seen it too. That when you truly, truly show kids that you're, that you're a human and you mess up or you're vulnerable or you tell them an anecdote from your life, um, they're just, they listen a lot more. And, and those are the teachers personally that I always, always revered in high school. That's how long it took me, but that they were real. They were real people. And they'd say, listen, this is why I like this so much. Or this is why, you know, I'm doing so well is because I have good time management or I've learned to manage my emotions or anything they were trying to teach me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it has to be theater. It's got to be sales. It's got to be novelty. All of those things together are going to, you, know, you can teach anything, but do kids care about it? That's, that's my focus. I love it. Thank you so much, Mary Beth, for sharing about your kids and the strategies that you're using with them to get them engaged and feel connected to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. If people want to hang out with you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm Mrs. Penna ELA. And I also have a Teachers Pay Teachers site. Um, I have a lot of free stuff on there. And my store is called Learning in the Middle. On our next episode of Design Lessons, I'm going to share a strategy to help you form a habit that is aligned with your heart. Now, knowing your heart is about knowing your why. And if you haven't already checked out the Know Your Heart mini audio course, go to michelleschmidtmore.com to see what it's all about. On our next episode, you will start forming a habit that's aligned with your heart. Until next time, designers. This is a more creative learning production Hosted by Michelle Schmidt-Moore and edited by Christian Schmidt. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.